0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. 143. Episode 143 of the program. It is Friday. It is early. Uh, we is recording this uh, as the sun is just is peeking through the trees I can't see the sun because it's blacked out by this curtain But anyway, you get the point um, So anyway, <clears throat> welcome back everybody to the Sunday Brother Show um, We're here for the uh, a little breakdown, if you will Because this show is always timely, the State of the Union Even though the speech was on a Tuesday And it's Friday, we is talking about the State of the Union speech Or something, or the State of the Ukraine speech
1: What? The state of
0: Ukraine. Uh, either way, Biden gave a speech on Tuesday, and we is going to talk about it. Uh, did you watch it, Jacob?
1: Um, I watched about five minutes of the ending of it. I saw Nancy Pelosi do that really, really, really weird thing with her hands. She just loves to get to clapping. I don't know what that was doing. The only thing that the, the only thing I could think of running through my mind was two things. One, the rhetoric and the, the um, sudden change of tone that Biden's – saying which what was what i'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit but the way that kamala was just looking at joe i always make the joke that she's just she's just like prince charles whenever she's whenever she's just waiting for him to pass away um it's like whenever we heard that that the um, Queen of England caught caught COVID. Prince Charles is like, oh, here we go. Oh, I'm so close. Oh, I hate
0: for mommy to die. Mommy
1: to die. Why can't you just die already, mother? You're so old. I just want to be king for one minute.
0: <laughs> I hate for you to die, but at the same time, I would love it because I could just but, you know come bed. all of a sudden.
1: They're like, oh, buddy boy. <laughs> this time next year, I'm gonna be right there. Right there.
0: <laughs> I want the crown, mummy. Give me I'm your crown.
1: R- I'm gonna be right there, Joe. Joe, I'm gonna be right there. <laughs>
0: These big ears can hear everything, mummy. Um, that yeah, because <laughs> Prince Charles
1: sounds just like that. Prince Charles sounds like a very evil British cartoon character. Yeah. Um,
0: but anyway, yeah, watching Kamala just. Watching her just space out was just hilarious. And then Nancy Pelosi, like, almost fell one time. She was so excited to get to clapping, to stand up, that she almost fell. Now, that would have been funny. That you would have see been see whenever
1: Chuck Schumer um, stood up and applauded during the um, Republicans' booing? Because uh, Biden was talking about how he reversed the Trump tax cuts, which supposedly you know gave tax breaks to the, to the, the wealthiest uh, 1% or whatever in this country. Um, which, again, is not entirely 100% true. Gave tax cuts to a lot of people. But um, the Republicans booed, and Chuck Schumer thought it was a standing ovation, so he stood up <laughs> to applaud. And people were like, oh, he's just mocking them. No, no. you know, He honestly thought this was a moment to, to stand and applaud. Yeah.
0: All right. So before we get too deep in, into the weeds, um, let's start from the beginning. So... Uh, if anybody has ever watched Biden try to speak, it's it's hilarious. Like it is it is comedy gold to watch Biden try to give a speech because he's always making up words. Uh, you know, corn pop. He does. Unlike Trump, he does not have the best words. He does not have the best words. Uh, we still don't know if corn pop is even a real person because that name sounds fake beyond all belief. Um, and then he the, the the slurring of his speech. Uh, you know, and you know, I'm not. This is not me picking on him. This is just kind of sad to see someone who, I think the term is called sundowning, when they're they're, when it looks like someone is just staring off into space. They they cannot form complete sentences, stuff like that. That's with, with what you see with dementia, so which is kind. It's sad, and it's sad that they keep you know propping him up. Uh, <laughs> they keep propping him up um, to give these speeches, even though it looks like he really can't. But um, but he, he makes up words and he kind of just slurs through his speech and sometimes he'll get lost and he'll just go, oh, uh, whatever. And it's like, oh, w- weren't you supposed to make a point there? <laughs> and he doesn't. But anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, the whole pomp and circumstance of the State of the Union is really stupid. I mean, honestly, um, the State of the Union speech is really, it's become more of a spectacle than anything informative because it's just the president just goes out there and just says whatever and... Uh, whichever whichever majority of the House uh, is in his favor will stand and clap. Like, like, it seems like every two seconds there's a standing ovation for something. It's like, wow, but you really haven't done anything. Um, but anyway, so they do the whole pomp and circumstance. You know, the Sergeant of Arms, I think is who it is, will say, Mad- Madam Speaker, Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States, and then um, handle uh, the Chief plays, and then he walks down there. There's, there's some shaking of hands and whatnot, and then he finally gets to the podium and he gives the speech and like the first 20 minutes of the speech was about Ukraine. And I thought, Oh wow. Is this the state of the Ukraine speech? Because everyone in the audience, everyone in the chamber had Ukrainian flags. Steve Scalise was decked out with a Ukrainian lapel pin and Ukrainian uh, pocket square. I thought, wow, is this America or is this Ukraine? Now, I'm not someone who gets super, you know, choked up or gets super worked up about the, you know, the flag and whatnot and the the so-called what the right calls patriotism. I don't get all worked up about that. But at the same time, though, um, when you're in the U.S. Congress and you're in the House and you're in the State of the Union, um, if you wear the if you have the American flag lapel pin, fine, whatever. If you don't, fine, whatever. I don't care. Um, but once you start wearing other countries' flags, it's like, what are you doing? Obviously, this is nothing more than just virtue signaling. Um, and to see all these so-called uh, patriots and Americans and representatives and senators wave the, Ameri- the Ukrainian flag, I thought, Man, this is really fascinating. This is This is different because I don't think they've ever done this before. No,
1: we have never seen this sort of... This sort of dedication to a, to a to to a country like this, um, not even not, not even allies. I mean, I mean, yes, we are great allies with Canada and with the UK. But when have you ever seen during a State of the Union address we've waved the flag of another or not even during a State of the Union, just just any sort of um, function of a Congress and the Senate? When have you ever seen them don the flag of a foreign nation? It's just it's it's very weird. And again, I, I'm not i I'm, I'm like Joe right I don't have this sort of just unbiased this not unbi- sorry I don't have this sort of blind patriotism towards one nation where it's like you know you know like these where I have this sort of like um religious view of the American flag and um and all of that, but it is it, it is weird and you know it, it you can definitely say that the the precedent has never been there before it's yeah. just it's it's very weird and I found it very p- peculiar as I watched. And not even just flags. the People had
0: like their had like outfits that were lapel pins. Well, and no, their no, no. face like that. painted. The hair was colored blue and gold. Or
1: that, or they had like dresses, like sashes. Yeah, some stuff. of the ladies had like scarves, and their dresses were were, were gold and, and blue, which is just it's, just very, it's very weird. I, I I don't know. It's very weird. I mean, maybe because we know more about the situation on the ground there than than they would um, lead you to 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 believe. Um, especially with some of the Ukrainian um, soldiers and issues there. But it's still just very, very weird.
0: You know, I got to hand it to the media and to the to the state because they're not very good at really anything, but they are good at propaganda. Mm. And it's amazing how just in a matter of less than a week, uh, we go from COVID is the worst, uh, worst thing ever to uh, grace this great land to now Russia, just like that. Now, no one cares about COVID anymore. No one cares about mandates. We're all focused on Russia. We're all talking about Ukraine. That's amazing how they can just switch like a, like a light switch well, from one issue to another.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Well, I mean, cause, because COVID's basically over. Well, And they need something else to focus on. True.
1: I mean, the COVID, the White House did unveil a new strategy basically saying that we're just going to just test a treat model. And people are just gonna be allowed to go back on with their with their normal lives. So much so that the NFL and the Players Association agreed to suspend all COVID nineteen protocols for next season. Yay. So you have the woke NFL, like like the, the most woke Well I think at basketball. Is uh, worse, but. The is still pretty bad too. Yeah. But you have them suspending all COVID protocols. So if the NFL is gonna be completely over with it you know, I already knew that the jig was up on all this, but you have the White House dropping basically everything. They said well, we are. Did you see
0: that the House also, the day before the State of Union speech on Monday dropped the mask mandate? Yeah. In so the House. what I'm
1: saying though is I think that uh, I get it. COVID is a losing strategy for Democrats. If you notice during Biden's speech, it was a complete 180 of what he was saying. Not just six months ago when it came to the unvaccinated, it came to people on different sides of the issue. Remember how it said that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and that it's going to be a winter of death for the unvaccinated and that there's really two Americans and there's a, there's a group of Americans that are holding back the rest of the nation. You didn't hear that sort of language, and that sort of tone during um, during the State of the Union. It, it was more of how how we need to come together over this virus and unity. we need to stop. Unity. We need to look for unity and we need to look for um, even the people that we disagree with. We need to come together and not see them as different people. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that's that was the sentiment of the message. That's very different than winter of death for the unvaccinated and that pandemic of the unvaccinated. We can blame the spread of Omicron on the unvaccinated. It's a very, very different message there. Uh, and why do I think? Why do I personally think that is? It's because they know that they're gonna get freaking drop kicked in November, so they have to do this uniting message together. To make it seem like, oh well, we really don't hate you because of your medical status. Oh I was just kidding. Yeah. That's why I think it is. And then now you have all these blue states going back to normal, NFL going back to normal, everyone's going back to normal. Why? Because they know that the lockdowns, they know the masks, they know that the restrictions are are very unpopular. Did you see
0: what happened with Ron DeSantis? I did not see it happen with okay, him. Okay, so he was going to give a speech or something at a school and the kids behind him, you know, I had to put the prop kids behind yeah. him uh, we're all wearing masks, and he DeSantis gets up there, and he's like, oh, come on, guys. We, we don't have to do this. Take the mask off. You don't have to wear one if you don't want to wear one, yeah. and everybody freaked out. Uh, it was hilarious because one of the parents uh, was doing an interview for local news because all the local news had lined up, like, oh, we're going to dunk on DeSantis, and the mom who was overweight without a mask was uh, blasting DeSantis for her for his comments on masks. All the while, she's not wearing one. So it's, like, who was are you fooling? Was she inside or was They're she? outside. But still, though, who, who are you fooling? And the kid was like, uh, did you feel pressured? He's like, a little, but I took it off. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> but anyway.
1: I, I mean, looking at looking at the COVID numbers right now, we are back to pre, back to before Omicron started spreading. Deaths are falling every day. Cases are falling every day. Hospitalizations are falling every day. Um, you even had Bill Gates at the World Security Forum, I think, in Germany, um, whenever he was asked about the state of the, of the pandemic, and he said that Omicron was nature's vaccine against COVID.
0: Okay, Bill. And, no, no, no. Bill, no, no. That's, the that's what home. he
1: said. But look, Bill Gates said this, and then he said that that we're seeing people build immunity based on catching Omicron, and it's doing a better job of inoculating people than we ever could have. Wow. You have Bill Gates coming out there and admitting now <laughs> natural immunity. That natural immunity from Omicron could be the end of this. Wow. That's for Bill Gates to say. That, that that's a big step. You know that him. Bill Gates was just like crying on the inside like, "Oh my." <laughs> he just he just watches
0: the stocks of Pfizer and all these other companies start falling. Yeah. Uh so anyway, so uh Biden continues his speech talking about Ukraine. He moved right into a statement directed at the power of the Ukrainian people. He said that the uh he said the that Putin was met with the Ukrainian people, a formidable force, um, uh, maybe. We don't know how this is all going to end, yet we don't know if the Ukrainian people will be able to defend against the Russians forever. We don't know that. We don't know how just how strong this is because, again, we're in the fog of war. There's so much uh, misinformation and propaganda that's swirling out there that uh, we don't know really what's going on he Biden says when dictators do not pay a price for their actions they keep moving uh he su- he spoke of the sanctions against Russia repeatedly called Putin a dictator and uh basically said that you know, this is not gonna ha- this shouldn't happen anymore he f- he meant the full collective force of NATO and EU and whatnot um and he said he won't wreak in the resolve of the world basically saying that he has to pay for his actions now what making Vladimir Putin pay looks like remains to be seen, and no one really seems to ask the question of, okay, well, how does this end? If we take the uh, approach of uh, ultimate or total surrender from Russia, what does that exactly look like? How does that affect the world? Is that going to have a? Uh, is that going to make the situation worse, better? Um, now we c- we can all agree that Putin, yeah, he's not the best of guys, but. He also has a lot of nuclear missiles, and he also has a very large, uh, worthy army or very uh, well-equipped army or military. Um, so making him pay, I don't see how that's going to be beneficial to anyone. And uh, was it was it Cernovich or um, I think it might have been Cernovich, who was on with malice, and they were they were talking about the sanctions. And, you know, you can disagree, you can not like what's going on, but I don't think starving and blocking medical supplies from the Russian people is the right way to go about it. I just don't think it's a good idea. You know, So go ahead, sorry. <clears throat> um, I just don't think sanctions are a, the best way of, of going about this because they're going to hurt a lot of innocent people. Um, someone had said that, you know, uh, it's time for all Russians to pay the consequences of what's going on. Uh, I disagree. I don't think the six-year-olds and the 80-year-old grandmothers <clears throat> in Russia need to pay for Putin's actions. I don't think that's the right way of going about this. I don't think starving and keeping prescription drugs away from people that need them uh, are a uh, is a legitimate uh, action to take because that only makes the situation worse. It only makes the Russian people hate us more. Yeah. And it only gives uh, Putin that much more of a reason to do what he's doing. So I don't think it's a legitimate strategy.
1: Yeah, that's what – there was a great video, if I remember correctly, I will link it down below. Glenn Greenwald did a whole hour-long talk about this. I'm going to reference a little bit um, (coughs) of what he talked about. And honestly, the um, latest piece that I put up on um, libertyoverdrive.substack.com – I'll talk about that more on Monday once it has some more traction to get around the internet – was was echoing a a lot of the things that I'm echoing in in my piece – but the one thing he said is that this sort of vengeance mentality that we have, that we Total have to. Total surrender. We have to, well, not just that, but we have to make them suffer. It comes from this very sadistic mindset of that, well, we're in the right and they did something bad, so they have to suffer and be punished for what they've done. Whether that be through sanctions, whether that be through economic um, hardships. I mean, you're military. seeing. Military. Military. You're seeing. Um, calls for sanctioning all sorts of material. You saw the mean taken off of the um, swift Swift banking system, which is going to hurt. Yes, yes, it'll hurt the most wealthy because they use it, but do you know what that's going to do to the Russian ruble? To just the everyday person who, again, there's a lot of Russians who are not for this invasion. You've seen protests. That are calling for this to be over. There's a lot of Ru- Russian people that are not happy about They're this. Not
0: down with the cause.
1: Did you did you did anybody see what happened Monday whenever the trading markets opened for the Russian ruble? It it, it, it tanked thirty percent. For a currency to move thirty percent in a single day That's is unfathomable. People were the the lines at banks to get to get rubles out and try to transfer them into something else. There was no other foreign currencies anywhere in Russia to to get their rubles out of before before the value fell further because they're trying to get into pounds or dollars or well well they can't use dollars now but they, they wanted they get it into anything else, you know, Swiss francs, euros, anything. And they couldn't. So how does that so so what what good is it to hurt someone who's below the poverty line? He's already struggling enough.
0: The people that have no political power at all. Is that to
1: hold them <clears throat> hostage because you're mad at what at what Putin's doing? Because, you know, that's kind of what we're doing in into Yemen right now to a certain degree. Or vice versa, would it be okay for another leader to do that to the United States for what we've done in foreign nations? Is that fair? Is that an act of war? Yes. These sanctions, if they continue further, could could be classified as an act of war. These These trade blockades, much so what we did in Japan in the 1930s and 40s. Very similar. We're playing a very dangerous game, and I guess this this comes from this mindset of, oh, we have to make them suffer. They have to pay. they got to pay. Instead of focusing your attention on who's really causing this, that would be the Russian government, we're just going to make all the other
0: hundreds of millions of people in Russia suffer as well. So nowhere in his speech did he mention any solutions to stopping this other than uh, we're going to maximum pressure. Um, uh, other than that, there was no solutions, and I have a solution. Um, uh, halt NATO, saying that the Ukraine will not become a member of NATO, pull the missiles and the troops out of Poland and uh, surrounding countries, uh, go back into the INF Treaty, and then start negotiations of how much of Ukraine Russia can keep, especially the Donbass region. That will end this overnight. But, but, if you if I were to say that on Fox News, oh, you're appeasing Putin. It's you're like, on the side of Putin, Joe. It's like, okay, well, first of all, He's already invaded. You know, he's not leaving Crimea. He's not going to leave the Donbass region. He's not leaving Ukraine. And for you to continue to prop up Ukraine and give them weapons, you're you're basically sending them to their death. Saying that Ukraine needs to defend itself, you are you are basically sending them to, to their death. So I don't know whose side you're on, if you're supporting all this, but you're not on Ukraine's side. Uh, the Ukrainian government is very, very... Um, <clears throat> um, Uh, corrupt, uh, extremely corrupt. The Ukrainian people are are probably good people, just like Americans and just like Russians. But we can't, this can't go on because Ukraine is going to get smashed. They are sacrificing Ukraine at the moment. Both sides are. And I'm just simply saying, let's not do that. But anyway, so Biden goes on about that for a while. And we have some standing ovations and people wave their Ukrainian flags and uh, it's a big rah 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 pro Ukraine uh, moment. <clears throat> and then Biden gets into the American uh, rescue plan, which um never passed. Um wasn't it wasn't it shot down? Uh it, he called it one of the most impactful pieces of legislation ever passed. Um I don't did it pass? I don't I honestly I don't know if it passed or not. I don't I even remember it if didn't. it did. Um the American Rescue Plan, okay, um Again, this is just the government getting involved, making things worse. Uh, the best thing that, that, that we could have done to prevent the, the consequences from COVID was just not do what we were doing. <laughs> just do every do the opposite. Do the opposite. Do of a the George co- Costanza. Do the opposite of the COVID restrictions. If
1: we were George Costanza, it would be much better.
0: Um, put, he, put, yeah. put him in charge. He contrasted response. that with Trump's tax cuts, saying that, they, that his plan helped more people than the tax cuts. Again... Wrong. It may help some people in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to have more damage and more uh, cost in the long term. Uh, then he talked about how his administration added six million jobs. Again, wrong. Um, those weren't new jobs that were created. Those were jobs that were just now coming back because of things reopening. So they're not new jobs. They're just replacing old jobs. So and there's still, Or there were
1: jobs that were shut down who are finally coming back online.
0: Right. And there's still... Uh, millions of jobs are going unfulfilled in the market and in the economy right now because, well, people want to stay at home or they have uh, no reason to go back to work or they just don't want to work or they're scared because of, you know, the virus Um, or they just don't want to work these jobs. So that most certainly is a situation. So you can't say that you created six million new jobs or you added six million jobs. You really didn't because we're still below, we're still not at the same level of employment that we were in 2019. So you didn't create anything new. Um, and it's funny how people just fall for that talking point. Of, like,
1: oh my gosh, he did such a great job.
0: Uh, he talked about can- uh, campaign, uh, about the finances of America, Had the invest in households. He said that he's going to invest in middle-class lives. Uh, he's, he talked about inf- a $1.7 billion infrastructure bill. Um, he said the infrastructure bill would add hundreds of thousands of jobs, improving airports, roadways, water systems. Okay, again, haven't we, all, haven't we heard this before from like literally every president? Every build. president says that we're gonna add, we're gonna fix the infrastructure. We're gonna fix the roads. Uh, Trump, Biden, uh, I'm sure Obama and Bush had the same thing. This is the same boiler boilerplate talking points of a State of the Union speech. We're gonna fix America. But
1: Joe, who would fix the roads? Who's gonna build the roads, Joe?
0: And then he gets into, um, he said, we're investing in America uh, t- tax dollars by buying American. Uh, again, haven't we heard this from every president, like, literally ever? Trump made a big deal about buying American. What uh, president
1: has ever been like, let's buy less American products? No
0: president has ever said that.
1: <laughs> I vote that we're going to buy more Chinese stuff in this yeah. nation, in this country before us.
0: He talked about how the, the infrastructure would only buy American. All of it, all of it would, be, would, be, uh, would begin in, and would begin with being built in America. Again, uh, that's a fine talking point to have, but that just guarantees that whatever you're making is going to be more expensive, that there's no specialization, that there's going to have to be some kind of rationing or um, uh, rationing because well, there's only a limited supply of stuff. It's not just infinite supply. So who decides what goes where? And, if, and it's going to be more expensive because sometimes things are just more expensive to make here at home. Uh, so that means the infrastructure is probably going to be more than $1.7 billion. It's a fine thing to say, and everyone says, oh, yeah, he supports American jobs, blah blah, 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 whatever. But then when you look into it, it's like, okay, well, who decides who gets what? If there's the infrastructure of people who are building new roadways, airports, whatever— Who decides who gets what? Do they get the materials or does the other company making buildings or whatever, do they get the materials? So then the price goes up because now there's even more of a limited supply. So it gets even more expensive. Uh, So so then then there would have to be rationing.
1: But, Joe, it's an investment into America.
0: Right. It's just as far as, you know, fleecing the taxpayers out of more money. And then again, specialization. Um, The idea that one country can just make everything – and then only the people in America would buy that just doesn't just does it's not reality it's a nice thing to say and people think it's right or think it's possible but it really just isn't um so specialization means okay let's focus thing let's focus on things that we do well let's make things that we make well unfortunately it's a lot of bombs and stuff but you know let's focus on stuff that we make well and then we can get t-shirts and whatever from Bangladesh or Vietnam I mean who cares um, that, that's, that's where the economic nationalism that you hear from the right and some folks on the left is kind of stupid because a lot of it sounds just like central planning that the, the that somewhere along the way, a bureaucrat is going to decide on w- what the right tax rate is and what the right, um, quota is like, I don't, I don't trust bureaucrats to make those decisions. And, uh, that's what, exactly what's gonna happen with this infrastructure in buy America. It's a nice thing it's a nice slogan, but it really it will not work out in reality uh he talked about how um he talked about how there's investment in like a twenty billion dollar investment into manufacturing centers. He says that we have to pass this uh this particular bill uh to. That would invest in factories, and I thought, well, if these factories, he says that these uh, companies are waiting to invest in these areas, but we have to pass this bill first. I thought, okay, well, if they have the money on hand, then why don't they just go ahead and do it? What's in this bill that uh, is going to facilitate this <laughs> this investment? Are there any kickbacks? Or is there uh, handouts to labor unions? Is there uh, <laughs> is there things that we don't know about in this bill that are really bad? Possibly. Um, so that didn't make any sense. He talks about uh, COVID nineteen supply chains, inflation. Uh, he he didn't he didn't mention inflation. Uh, he said it soared, you know, the soaring fastening rate in the last forty years, whatever. Build a better America plan because he can't say build back better because nobody likes that, and he can't say <laughs> uh, make America great again because well, that would mean he's just <laughs> plagiarizing Trump. He's
1: just well, what that what that really means is that is that he's a racist.
0: Yeah, if he says that he says that, uh, you know, build building a better America is his plan that would ease long term inflation and ease financial impact on Americans. So he talks about inflation and he talks about how he's going to uh, combat inflation. And guess what? Nowhere does he mention cutting the money supply because that would actually, you know, cut inflation. Um, he says – well, we're, we're, he outlined his plan saying that we're going to take a, st- a significant step to lowering prices of prescription drugs for Americans because inflation – if you cut prescription prices – prescription drug prices, that will, you know, cut inflation because that's how that works. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> talked about insulin prices. He talks about uh, – he talks about he 30 percent. Then he says uh, – he talked about how, you know – the how we're going to fight inflation is we're going to just cut prices that's not how that works that's that is actually the opposite of how that works you uh, come, <laughs> i'm having a hard time speaking cuz this is so profoundly stupid because you can, you don't cut inflation by just lowering prices and then going after companies that raise their prices because of inflation that's not how that works and then he talks about how you gotta not you gotta the Senate or the uh I think it's the Senate needs to confirm his uh Federal Reserve nominee. Uh again, they're the problem in all of this. They're not the solution. Uh again, if Biden wanted to uh wanted to actually fix inflation, then he would have to basically you'd have to tell Jerome Powell to do a Paul Volcker, raise interest rates, stop printing money, and start burning or, or erasing zeros from bank accounts. That would actually fix inflation, not lowering prescription drug prices. Which, again, yes, insulin's inspe- insulin is expensive, and all these things. Yes, that all those things are true. But just but because some people pay less for uh, insulin doesn't mean inflation is gone. I hope people can understand that. Um, and again, too, uh, every president has <clears throat> talked about lowering prescription drug prices yeah i don't know anyone
1: that's been like i am for my administration is striving to increase the, the price of public drugs for
0: everybody and then he talked about how you know we need to have insurance companies uh you know negotiate with drug companies again every president has said that every president has said that or done something similar to that so again nothing new Um and you know a lot of his speech up until this point sounded very Trumpian about how you know we got to build America back you know you know um, we got to change the name of the Rust Belt all this stuff it 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 sounded like a very copy and pasted you know Trump speech Um, maybe
1: by design
0: maybe by design Uh, he started talking about taxes for a little bit Uh, he reiterated he reiterated that the call for levying taxes by saying we will not they will not pay a single uh penny more not a single penny more. As far as uh, people who make a four, who make uh, less than four hundred k a year, uh, again that's not true because we're all being taxed through inflation. Everyone's being taxed through inflation.
1: But Joe, oh no, oh no Joe, you won't pay a penny more. He said.
0: Right. He said a critical step in fighting inflation, and helping uh, level taxes, would be converting his Federal Reserve nominee. Again, there's no, <laughs> there's no, that not I won't. That won't fix the problem. Uh, he said another. way we're going to fight inflation is by telling the the department of justice to begin prosecuting those who committed fraud by misusing pandemic relief funds and appoint a chief prosecutor to oversee the effort again you're you're close you're close but spending uh taxpayer money to go after people who maybe have may have misused the ppp loans or whatever um uh that i won't fix inflation either because that money's already been spent that money's gone so finding them or putting them in prison won't fix the problem either because that money's been spent it's gone there's no getting it back it doesn't mean you don't go after people who abused it sure you can go after that but that doesn't fix inflation uh he the president claimed by the end of 2022 his administration would cut the federal dis- deficit by half from when he took office saying his administration only reduced the deficit by more than a trillion i I don't understand that. Uh the president said he'd be taking aim at businesses that overcharge Americans. Again, o- overcharging Americans that does that's that's a symptom of inflation. That not that that is not inflation. Um again, he says raising the minimum wage. Well, I mean, if we're going to have rampant uh stagflation, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to raise the minimum wage because if a gallon of milk is going to cost 10 bucks, what a, this is? It's going to cost 10 bucks and you're only making $15 an hour. What
1: this is? is this is a man that says inflation's bad so I'm going to treat the symptoms right in- instead, of, in- instead of instead of addressing the underlying condition this be the same thing as a doctor diagnosing you with uh, with um severe severe brain cancer and you have and you have tremendous headaches and he says you know what to help you in your in your troubling time here is some ad- here is some advil for the headaches <laughs> i'm going to fix your headaches Without actually taking an aspirin, Without actually, you know, treating your uh, your um cancer or anything. Um, but the trick though is that the doctor caused the cancer. <laughs> that's the that's the twist ending. There is.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He wanted to talk about COVID or a test to treat initiative, which you had mentioned already. Yep. He talked about um, talked about the Pfizer pill. Um,
1: the antiviral pill.
0: <laughs> uh, Robbie made a joke about how. How Biden is going to order millions of pills. (laughs) He's like, yeah. You know all about ordering pills, don't you? (laughs) You and your son know all about ordering drugs.
1: Hunter, how many pills do I order? This dang computer says. What's the best way to get pills through the mail, Hunter? I know. I know just the man for the job. And then Hunter Biden comes out and says, I am in charge. I appoint by's like M- my son is gonna be um heading up the uh, the uh, you, you know the, the, he's on, up, hunter he's on his he's and on then his... hunter is like hunter walks up there with like with like the pipes on his mouth and Joe's like oh
0: <laughs> takes he, it out he's his on mouth. his laptop that's running windows Vista <laughs> and uh <laughs> he says hunter if i had a fr- fr- crackpot crack, we get free shipping do you need a new crack pipe son <laughs> um but anyway um, Is anybody <laughs> actually get to take
1: that pill I don't know. Um, it's, what does it even do? It's an. Uh, I think it's an
0: antiviral. Is it supposed to help, like, once you've contracted it? I guess it's supposed to help with symptoms. And it, he said that this pill will be given at no cost. Uh, again, so th- there will be a there cost. There will be a cost. Just because pay Pfizer it is on. not making these pills for free. And it's amazing how the only antiviral drug that's supposed to help with COVID comes from Pfizer. Yeah. That's the only one we're supposed to use. Yeah. Um, He's talking about new vaccines, being prepared to address any emerging variants. Again, who hasn't already said that? Uh, he calls Americans. He, he outlined. Um, the third step was to outline Americans returning to normal uh, and to keep schools open. Uh, again, uh, who was the party and who was the guy saying we should keep schools closed and masked and separated and, and boosted and vaxxed? Uh, it was Biden. It was the Democratic Party. They are the ones who were saying we should keep schools closed.
1: Or it's not safe yet to open up schools. Right.
0: And so now it's a complete 180 of, well, we got to keep schools open. Um, and again, it just venerates or validates um, everyone who was saying, well, schools should never been closed in the first place. Like DeSantis. Um, a president called for a reset asking citizens no longer allow COVID-19 to be a dividing line of <laughs> politics and opinions.
1: And not but three months ago, this bro was saying a winter of death this and despair for the unvaccinated bs bbs don't let this be a dividing ter- um position for this joe but
0: didn't they just spend i don't know two years dividing americans about how yes vaxed or not vax mask or no mask social distant or not socially distant um so it's a very cute thing to say there their uh their brother joe but not about
1: three months ago you were already saying there's gonna be a winter of death for the unvaccinated and yeah. it didn't turn out to be true
0: you know what's funny is that You know, three couple months ago, when they were saying, you know, this is going to be a the the winter is going to be a pandemic of uh, of death and despair of the unvaccinated. Of the unvaccinated, everyone watching MSNBC was like, oh yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And now he says this like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. That's, that's right. right. Yes. We have to be united. We can't treat Americans like they're the enemy. That's right. Uh-huh. And then, you know, uh, just uh, like a week ago, they were saying how COVID's the end of the world. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. And then then Ukraine happens. Oh, yeah. Ukraine. Uh-huh. Yep. By Putin bad. Yeah. Ukraine. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like a, a complete sheep. Um, that's how I view everyone who religiously watches MSNBC or CNN
1: wake up sheeple
0: um and then uh well then this is a big change although i always had my suspicions that they never really supported this um as far as the police uh he talked about the rising crime in the united states and he says passing bills to fund more law enforcement
1: again this is so they can win in the midterms that's all it is
0: he said the answer for america is not to defund the police but to fund more police passed tighter gun. He also called on Congress to pass tighter gun control measures and ensure that illegal uh, ownership is ended across America. Well, that's that's never going to happen. And no matter what the law says, people will be able to get a hold of guns. That's just that's just the way it is because there are already laws preventing people from owning guns, and yet they have them. So, nice try. Uh, again, two. The whole of uh, and I have a kind con- of had a conversation with her dad about this because we were watching the speech together. And I had said that, you know, I never really thought that they, they supported defund the police. I always thought that was a nice way of of uh, kind of bringing the radic- more radical side of the party uh, to the establishment, because because um, people have to remember the people who were pushing the covid mandates and lockdowns were the left. And who are they going to get to enforce that? Nancy Pelosi is not gonna, going to be going door to door enforcing uh, mandates and lockdowns. That's just not going to happen. They needed the police to do that. And I gave a perfect example of, okay, remember when Bill De Blasio went downtown to Times Square to paint the Black Lives Matter uh, mural on the on the on the street? Again, totally illegal. Totally not supposed to happen. But he, he didn't did it anyway. Anyways. And the reason why he could is because he was being protected by the NYPD. And the in the NYPD stood there and protected the illegal mural on the ground. So without the NYPD, that never would have happened. Then again, too, yes, there might have been some people who took it seriously and defunded certain de- departments, uh, but they're going to get their funding. They will in in the future re-get their funding. They will That funding will come back. And I never really believed that the, the DNC, the Democratic establishment, the Joe Bidens of the party, the Nancy Pelosi's of the party were ever really against the police in any meaningful way. Now, the AOCs and Rashida Tlaibs, and they may be against it. They may be for defunding the police, but the establishment never was. Now I could be wrong. This could be just a talking point, so they could possibly not get uh, slapped as hard as they will in the midterms, and they may go back to defund the police. Who knows? Um, but I, I never really, never really bought that they were really that for that that much against it. Um, then he talked about the Second Amendment, how banning assault weapons is, you know, gonna help prevent crime because you know no evidence supports that. Uh, he said it's not an infringement on second amendment rights but to save more lives and he talks about how you know we should be able to sue weapons manufacturers well I said, they already did and i said well they already are and well, that again Remington just lost that again well they they kind of caved but that's another but story. still though yeah it's another story but uh the idea that you're going to sue Remington or Sig Sauer or whoever because uh their weapons was used to kill somebody then well what happens when someone who what happens when someone locks themselves in the garage and they leave the car and they commit suicide? You're gonna sue Toyota. It's the same thing, right? If if someone go, if someone like, like the guy who used his car over the, uh, Christmas to run over all those people, are you gonna sue Chevy? No, I didn't think so. Um, so it's 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 beyond stupid because suing the weapons manufacturer will not do anything to stop crime. We can talk about how we can stop crime. We can talk about how ending gun control will stop crime or help prevent crime. Uh, An armed armed society is a polite society. I know it's cliche and everyone says it, but it's kind of true. Maybe keeping really bad criminals behind bars, it's a good idea. Maybe not criminalizing uh, victimless crimes is a good idea. But that's a start. Let's start there. But no, we got to get rid of the guns because... Because we know criminals will follow the law. That's just that's just their M.O. That's just what they do. Joseph, criminals if you make guns the illegal,
1: law. then they won't be able to get them. Right. Um. Just like how just like how drugs are illegal. Nobody, then,
0: nobody, nobody, nobody uses drugs anymore because they're illegal. Uh, and then he talks about how you know American elections are being attacked. We have a to the John Lewis Act to help make elections more uh, fair and equal to uh, access to all Americans. Because we know the great. Uh, sin of having to show a photo ID to cast your ballot, to, to, to pull the lever for one side or the other is the is the great uh, sin of our time, yeah, even well, though you have to have a license for literally everything well, else. Well,
1: that and uh, America cares deeply about the integrity of of democratic elections, like in Ukraine. We, we were very, oh, yeah. very, very, very worried about, about the issue of Ukraine in 2014. We, we, we were right there making sure that that election— and legit. that that government was legit with um Israel we were very concerned about the integrity of the democracy in, in 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 that country and you know all these other foreign countries we were just we 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 were so concerned about the legitimacy of their leaders wielding power that, that you know we 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 just we just wanted to make sure that we did everything in our power to ensure that legitimacy um, but in our but in our own country um, asking somebody to identify themselves with a picture, with a picture ID. Um, keep in mind, you can't do hardly anything without, without a picture ID um, in this country. Um, you can't go to a bank and get money out of your account. In most most cases, you can't buy well, that's, alcohol. That's just, that's just deep. You can't racism. drive a car. You can't go on an airplane. You can't do anything revolving like go to go get your 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 tag renewed. Or go to the DMV and need to identify yourself and not have paperwork and not.
0: Well, it's just institutional racism. Well, obviously, obviously,
1: obviously, we're just trying to we're trying trying to weed out the only thing that they have left that they can do without identifying themselves and being part of society um, is a voting. Which, again, if they really thought that voting would uh, would uh, change anything, they would um, immediately outlaw it. So I, I have
0: no confidence in it. Uh, that he talked about Stephen Breyer and how he was stepping down from the court and his nomination of Justice, potential Justice. She'll um, be the Justice. Let's Kenji just be honest. Brown Jackson, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I think. Um, again, I don't know anything about her. I don't know anything about her. I have not looked into her past or what she thinks about anything. Uh, being that she's nominated by Biden, uh, already her sins have red flags. Um, but I'll have to do my research into her. I don't know much about her. Um, then he says, "We gotta secure the border." Wow, is this 2016? <laughs> what, what what year is this? Um,
1: is he, is he talking about the Ukrainian border or the United States border? I think he's talking about the southern border
0: wow uh and revision to uh calls to secure the border and revision to the immigration system in america he said that was the move to protect a nation and democracy i always get a little po when they say america is a democracy because we're not a democracy the fact that we have electoral college and things like that representatives is not representative kind of proves that we are not a democracy um but again too uh defending the border closing the border uh it's starting to sound like trump a little bit right you know Fund the police, secure the border, uh, you know, lower prescription drug lower cross. prescription drug costs, and you know, you know, rah rah America, by America. It's like, wow, this is this Trump or is this Biden. You know, it. A lot
1: of people, a lot of commentators afterwards, kind of said that this was a very Trump esque speech, and this is a very uniting speech. Even though when Trump gave these similar uh, messages, they called it dividing and visceral. And look yeah. at, look at the, look at the. So look at the this, the
0: um, seething anger on his face as he as he looks upon a nation of white people. The racism is dripping racism from is his dripping. skin like the spray tan. Um, uh, You know, I would much rather the U.S. government send the military to defend the southern border than Ukraine. Because the, U- the southern border and I guess the northern border too with Canada is a much bigger threat to our national security interests than what's going on in Ukraine. Sure and at least that.
1: it's our territory. Yeah. Um, which, if you're going to send the military to defend anything, it should be our territory first and foremost. So I, I think I think that you can kind of get a, a a light pass on that. I still I still wouldn't want them.
0: Yeah. To go, but then Biden went on to talk about how lawmakers should support and protect the right of a woman to have unrestricted access to abortions. He called it uh, and, and ensure proper health care for women across America. I think he also said that. Uh, reproductive rights or something like that. Again, um, when you have an abortion, that's not reproductive rights. You have, you're have you ending a life after it has been produced. So it's not really reproductive. It's deproductive it's, it's, rights. It's the opposite of that. Um, and again, unrestricted access to abortion. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. He wants unrestricted access to murder. That's very and, different. into
1: slaughter. That's very different than the um, safe, rare, and legal.
0: Yeah, safe, rare, and legal. That's, you know. And Unfettered is it's a little different than safe, rare, and legal. And the uh, the Democratic Party and Biden are pro-abortion. They're not pro-choice. They're pro-abortion. There's that's very different. That's two different things. Um, but anyway, uh, Biden made uh, more divided government. He noted that 80 bipartisan bills into law. Well, that's 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 scary. Um, he called unity action for election support. Uh, the opioid crisis. Uh, you know, with the prescription drugs, mental health. Starting kids in school, funding, rescue plans, social media, and dental restrictions, targeted hats, it must be stopped to protect mental health. Again, if you want to talk about social media and mental health of children, uh, don't let them on these sites.
1: Did you see there was, I think it was the state, the state of Texas, I think is suing TikTok. Hold on, I'll show you. I sent you that picture that, that there's a there's a team that is looking into whether or not TikTok is harmful for children.
0: It's I think I saw that headline, started. too. I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline. <clears throat>
1: I sent it to you. Hold on. I'll pull my um,
0: Apple okay. Uh what, did I, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. As far as mental health with children and, and social media, uh, just parents, don't let your kids have Instagram or TikTok or any of these social media sites. That's how you stop it right then and there. Uh, this doesn't happen... Uh this this stops when you don't allow them to go on TikTok. Uh that's very easy. So here we go. Sure you can uh Sure, you can, you know, sue Instagram or TikTok, but that doesn't fix the problem. You know, this is
1: kind of like this is kind of like whenever parents got real mad at the video game companies for they violence got, or whatever. Well, they got they they got mad at a rock star for making for making Grand Theft Auto, and now their kid is misbehaving or whatever. It's mm. so like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have let your seventh grader play play Grand Theft Auto. Maybe why did you buy that even, for
0: him, or why did you let him buy that? Yeah,
1: well, maybe as a parent, you should be um, informed on what's going on in your kids and. I, I, social media is very different than I would say of a, a violent video game, which um, no kid on so no kid under the age of eighteen needs to be playing um, a game like like Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. But you know there is a difference. Hold on. Tick, state prosecutors add sharing platform add social video sharing platform to their investigation into social media psychological effects on, on young users. It doesn't say the state young folk. Yeah, but um, TikTok added to state's probe over over online harms to children. So, I could have told you that for free, but whatever. Um, but you you seriously do have a lot of these parents who are completely oblivious to what is going on, and I, I would say most of it's not not a hundred percent their fault um, because it, this is such a brand new field that we're entering that really no one we're we're just now beginning to find out the psychological harm of of social media and of, you know, being constantly connected to the internet and what that does to somebody. So, like, you know, there's there's a, there's an element where people are trying to blame parents for for the um, depression of their kids. But honestly, I I don't know if I could necessarily blame them on face value because um we are just now finding all this out and the fact that this the whole i the whole social media landscape didn't start initially as this very addictive,
0: dopamine um, dopamine
1: enhancing thing. It was supposed yeah, to be just it was supposed to be a very innocent thing, but it's turned and this morphed into this, and it's done it so quickly that many of us have not had time to adapt, um, like uh, myself included. Um, I, I'm completely off of social media. My accounts were deleted. I I, I was confirmed this, so I'm completely off of it. But uh, it's we are just now finding all this out and i think that there might be a generation like my generation that maybe some of us start to kick back against this like we're already seeing overwhelming rejection of the metaverse like overwhelming like i haven't seen i haven't seen a person like like an everyday person not an executive not somebody Influencer. um an influ- well, well most influencers are not a, not about this either because I mean, they some don't are
0: <clears throat> but no, no no. I I I get what you're saying.
1: Because they don't trust Zuckerberg and they don't trust Zucker- Facebook. Zuckerberg. Yeah, they don't want data. They don't want their reality to be in charge of
0: Facebook or, or, or Mark. Or some kind of corp or just some corporation in general. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not a parent, I don't have kids of my own, so I don't I, I don't I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but it seems like, you know, society tells kids that they have to just fit in. Just to be like everybody else and just fit in. And any, any time a child feels that they're different, parents will do everything they can to help their kids feel like they fit in, whether it's buying the same clothes, going to the same stuff, doing the same, having the same apps, phone, whatever. Right. Um, I always thought, you know, it's okay to tell kids to be different, right? I have done almost everything in my life to be different. Uh, whenever, when everyone was, uh, buying Crocs, I did everything I could not to own a pair of Crocs until recently I got a pair. Um, when everyone's Sell playing, out. when everyone's playing Wordle, uh, I, I don't know what this is. Uh, I do everything I can to avoid it. I don't even know what Wordle is. Uh, when it, when people were talking, when people getting crazy about Star Wars again because of Book of Boba Fett, I did everything I could to stay away from it because I don't want to be like everybody else. Same reason why I don't listen to pop music because I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to be just a cookie cutter version of another of another human being. Um, and I, I think a lot of parents. Kind of reinforce that uh, idea into kids. Well, you know, you just got to fit in. You know, in high school, you just got to fit in with everybody else. Get like the cool kids, Get got to sit at the cool table. I don't know if that still happens or not, but. Are there still cool tables at school? I have no idea. I would imagine there are. But um, I, I just, I see that. I thought maybe that's also what's kind of pushing this on too, because no matter how hard people try to be cool and fit in, some people are just always going to be different, and those kids, sometimes they're ones who get into trouble with stuff. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
1: Well, I... I we have rabbit trailed a lot on this. Um, getting back to the the, the Biden speech, I, I think that...
0: Well, that was my next point.
1: Okay. Um, g- g- Getting back to what he was saying, I, I don't know. Is anything else really big that...
0: Yeah, there's another big one. Okay. Actually, two more big ones. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Biden talks about the burn pits in Iraq, and how they killed Bo. Oh, yeah. They killed Bo. They killed the good son. Um, again, not the crack smoking one. Not the crack smoking well, one.
1: Well, we don't know if he did or not. We can't. We can't confirm. I if, mean, those if, pictures if are both. obviously
0: doctored photos. Um, but anyway, so he's talking about the burn pits in uh, Iraq and how they were just burned. Quite literally, everything they because they didn't want to. They were so distraught over destroying a country, they didn't want to leave any trash behind, so they had to burn everything. Everything. So they burned. When I say everything, they burned everything. Um, just trash, plastics, uh, uh, toxic, waste. toxic waste, human waste, everything. They burned everything. And a lot of people are tracing that back to cancer that veterans are getting when they come home. And certainly, that's one of the leading theories as to why Bo Biden, Biden's son, the good one, Uh, died of brain cancer and it's kind of funny seeing him talk about this because isn't he one of the people directly responsible for this happening like biden you killed your own son because you supported these wars um and you can certainly blame barry obama and george w bush for that too as well and then as as biden was talking about this they were showing uh the live feed of the generals who were just sitting there like having no emotion because they're supposed to be neutral And this this one thing it kind of shocked me too, when they were talking about Stephen Breyer. It's a big standing ovation for him, and you know who also stood up in it and applauded him—the generals and the other Supreme Court justices. They're supposed to be neutral because they're always supposed to be neutral and not supposed to have any, you know, partisan leanings. Partisan leanings, but to see them kind of get up and stand and cheer for him was a kind of a break with tradition, something that I've never seen before, and I don't know if that's always been that way, but I thought that was interesting. So there's about the burn pits in uh, in Iraq and how we got to stop that and getting to the bottom of that, and then. Uh, then he gets to calling. Then he gets to saying that uh, he wants to call, he wants to cure cancer. <laughs> he wants to end cancer because this is Nixon all over again. We have a war on cancer.
1: This is Biden's ace in the hole for winning re-election. like, oh gosh, if we can just cure that freaking cancer, I'll be the the most loved man in history. We did it, folks. You just gotta sign up for Pfizer's. <laughs> you know, be funny as if Pfizer's the one that comes out was like the cancer vaccine. Yeah.
0: Then Biden closed the speech with saying, "The state of the union is strong because you, as Americans, are strong." And that was kind of—I forget exactly how Trump said it. He said, "America is strong because the American people are strong." It was Something very like that. similar, yeah, very similar to what Trump had said, I think, uh, in one of his State of the Union addresses. Um, kind of a little plagiarism there, but then again, too. I mean, it's Biden we're talking about. Did you
1: like at the very end whenever he was go like, get him. "And go get him!" What? Who? Yeah. Get who?
0: I does that mean that the, that his the the handlers and the uh, I
1: immediately the, thought the
0: presidential aides have to go get him. I immediately him
1: thought that he was echoing what Lindsey Graham was saying, and, and to go get Putin to, uh, get, to, go, yes. to go assassinate him to assassinate go get him Putin because that that's to what I immediately everything. thought of. Uh, are they going to Gaddafi Putin is that what they really really want?
0: I think secretly Lindsey Graham wants to see Putin get sodomized with a sword
1: to get to get to get like Gaddafi to death.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I, he wants I to you see know happen.
1: You know, like Marco Rubio shared the photo of, um, of like, the, the famous photo of, um, like, Gaddafi's um, death on Twitter whenever the anniversary of Libya, which, of course, was just in great, great taste. And then you have Hillary Clinton doing the, we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing like laughing at the one of the most miserable ways to go out in this entire world. But uh, that, that was weird. That was weird. The, the uh, go get him. And he was angry. He was when like, i was the speech. He was yelling, seet- like yelling." I was like, "Grandpa, what are you? What are you, what are you yelling at? Why are you? It is Grandpa was yelling." Biden has those moments where he is, whenever you get to a certain age and you're kind of like losing it, you just start yelling. Like you don't understand the tone of your voice. It's so like, Grandpa, why are you yelling?" Yeah. Oh, okay. That that that's great. That's so great. there was
0: one point in the speech where he literally lost his place and lost who he, he forgot who he was for about five <laughs> seconds. And it's, it was kind of like, oh man, he kind of pulled through that. But if this had been any other president, I'd be like, man, what is going 25th on? Twenty fifth amendment.
1: Twenty fifth amendment.
0: If, if this, that's was, what they would have been calling for. If this was any other president, everyone would be freaking out, like the president is, is not there
1: they they said this about trump they yeah. said that trump wasn't all there and that and that we need to we need to 20th it's kind of funny we're
0: grading him came on on a biden curve because <laughs> <laughs> he like man he he held it together he like fo- he held it together as if that's somehow a he great formed achievement
1: three consecutive sentences in a row well biden is did we'll give this we'll, we'll get this one a b plus for the speech
0: <laughs> and then he uh he missed i he made up a word and i think it's like Clownatorium? I forget the exact word, but he, <laughs> he, he made up some words, and then he mistakenly called, or maybe not. Uh, He's talking about how he stands with the uh, Iranian people <laughs> instead of Ukrainian people. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that.
1: <laughs> what was that? Uh, what was whenever Biden was speaking? I think he was at the world, the World Security Forum or the United Nations, something like that, and he was talking about. Um, he was speaking to representatives of uh, Iran or Libya or some some other some other um, the country in the Middle East or Africa, and he he interchanged these t- two countries. Oh yeah, uh,
0: he kept saying Libya, but he really meant Syria. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then of course, like of course, you know, he's speaking to people who don't speak English, and he has translators they're not going to be able to to decipher the difference between the two. So if if Biden were to come out and say that we need we need military action against a Libya, but he really means to say Syria, what does that say to the to, to the, the other outlets and other media around the world? <laughs> they're
0: like is he serious? Is he serious? But then of course, they, uh the the corporate press immediately uh said well what the president meant to say was what he was, was trying like, to, to say was Libya.
1: Uh, idiot idiot. only a moron would confuse these two countries yeah
0: like like the president um but anyway i I always think i always thought that the state of the union was kind of dumb because it's just a moment for the president to just fragrantly lie about the state of the union because if they were actually being honest about the state of the union about the actual state of the country uh i don't think they would get very many votes and i don't think a lot of people would like what this president would have to say.
1: It always sounds like a campaign message for the midterms to me. Yeah. So
0: it always – it it's, a, it's an
1: opportunity to set the message and the tone for what's coming up in November if I, it's a midterm. I would year.
0: much rather have a president give a, a – just send the speech to some lackey to read before Congress that if I was president, what I would do <laughs> – if I was president, what I would do is that I wouldn't give the whole – I wouldn't go to Congress to give a speech because you don't have to. You can just send um, – you can literally just send but, a but note. But you have to address. Right. You. But you can send a note to be yes. read to the Congress. So I would just send a note to, be, to, to the Congress saying, it's all good in the hood, y'all. Good night. And that would be it. That, that's what I would do.
1: If I were president, obviously I'd be too busy actually doing things. I would just send For Or trying the, to avoid assassination. Yeah. I would just send the the lyric sheet from All Star <laughs> <laughs> and then make no no yeah, Friday. Yeah, over there. There we go. I would make sure the thing falls on a Friday and or a Thursday make, night. And i make the speaker of the house go up there and say, It's Friday Friday. <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Fun the weekend. Fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. We're having so much fun. And then that'd be the state of the union. I'm not even you you think I'm joking? I would legit just send, and it would be like on a napkin. It wouldn't even be like official <laughs> paper. I'd Just write it on a napkin and
0: just send it to them. <laughs> or, or written or, in crayon. Or if I did decide to go, I'd bring a t-shirt cannon. Yes, that would be awesome. Have a, but I, yeah, mm, I would have the entire, um, the entire no, cabinet. No no, 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 the entire. No. Ca- I would come out first with the t-shirt cannon, and the cabinet behind me full of, you know. All the good people will come out throwing out Mises Institute t-shirts and stuff like that.
1: Look, so if I came out, I would want to come out to... Uh, the, the the hell to the cheap stuff. Okay, this this is not a formal occasion it's because I wouldn't make it formal occasion. I'd want to walk out to something like Drop Dead Legs by by Van Halen or something, <laughs> and then you know everyone's rocking out and cheering, and then I'd be doing like the peace signs and the rock and rolls. Everyone doing. sunglasses. It's a Ronnie James deal to everybody, and of course like t shirt cannon, and then I would just leave the I would just whisper to the speaker of the house, and then I'd get the Friday note and I'd walk away. <laughs> that or I would. Even better, I'd pull an Alex Lives and do the blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 <laughs> blah,
0: blah, I like the idea of a t-shirt, Can Maybe some maybe some. Confetti. What if he just ate
1: food? What if he what if, what if just bought – like what if he just got a whole, a well, that's a great whole idea.
0: Big Mac No, no, no. And fries Bring a McDonald's and a, for everyone? No,
1: no, 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 no. no. You walk in carrying Chick-fil-A and McDonald's, just stand up there and just eat for, for 15 minutes and then be like <laughs> – finish your coke and be like, "Thank you," and then walk <laughs>
0: away. <laughs> but make sure at the end you're like, right into the microphone. <laughs> That's what, okay.
1: Scratch that. Scratch. Scratch the whole the, the, the whole Friday thing. I would have this big intro, and then I would like I would just signal for the little for the, for the little the little intern, and they would bring in Chick Fil A or something, and I would sit there and eat it eat it in silence, very slowly, and be like. I no, no, be good.
0: No, I, I got you one better. Behind the speaker, we bring down like a screen, and then I bring in popcorn for everyone. They're like, all right, folks, we're gonna watch Die Hard. <laughs> everyone just sits there. The
1: lights go dim. The Lights go down. We <laughs> Put on Die Hard. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Sitting there eating. F- ki- yay, mother- I don't know. Sitting there eating food in front of the whole nation and not telling anybody. Making yeah. completely just like out of the blue, sitting there just eating all quiet. I and like just, the idea. It'd be so quiet they'd hear a, a pin drop, and then at the very end you just go, thank you, and then you <laughs> walk off the stage. I
0: like the idea of, of bringing in Chick-fil-A. Have a bunch of Chick-fil-A workers come in their uniforms <laughs> and pass out sandwiches to all the members of Congress and whatnot. Just those that voted for you, of course. <laughs> yeah. which, would be, which would be just like you. Would you like
1: some Chick-fil-A sauce?
0: Um, two, please. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think is union. You know, I think it's quite dumb and stupid, actually. I think it's a big waste of time because you never hear the truth! In these speeches. Well,
1: if you're looking for the truth, you're in the wrong place. Correct. Um, Anything else? No, that's about it. Um, My new piece is up on my libertyoverdrive.substack.com. Please go check it out. Um, I've heard good things about it so far. It's had some good tractions. It's had quite a few clicks so far, so I thank you so much for that. Um, This is the one piece that I am probably the most proud of in a long time. I know that the war on drugs is pretty good. I really enjoyed writing that one, but this one I think is one of the, one of the pieces that I'm most proud of. So if, if you would re- be, be, be so thankful, I'd be very grateful if you would share it, um, you know, send it to a friend, send it to someone like that. Um, it's not gonna be very popular. You're not gonna really like me for the things that I have to say, and I do not apologize for anything that I'm saying in there. But if you want to leave some criticism, you wanna leave some agreements, comments or anything of the sort you can leave a comment on that post if you leave one on facebook i'm not i'm not going to read it so if you want me to see what you have to say about it you have to send it to my email address jacobstandridge at protonmail.com or on the article itself and if i get any sort of criticism i'll address it on monday's show and monday's show i'm going to kind of go deep in talking about what i meant by it Just to make sure there's no confusion um, because people like to take things out of context. Nowadays, it's very popular, Uh, but I'm very, very, I'm very proud of it. And you can also just join the mailing list there as well. So that way you don't miss an article ever. All of them are sent directly to you. Um, Teasing. I've got a bunch of records that I've recently purchased and I'm very excited to start doing some, some album reviews and just doing some, some lookbacks, some classic records, I don't, this whole reviewing music thing, I don't know what this is going to turn into. Um, I have a very big passion for music and I like the ability to put my thoughts out there on, on some, some, some older music that many people may not have heard of. And also some new stuff. There's some new records, some, some new um, artists um, that I've purchased that are, uh, I've actually enjoyed a lot. And I may talk about those at some point as well. Right now I have a record that is coming in the mail on Tuesday that I'm starting the The process of writing about now, so that'll come out once I actually get the vinyl in my hands and listen to it. Um, But it's one that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. So if and also if there's a record or song or something you want me to look at and take a look at or take 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 a listen to, I'd be more than happy to do that. I'm kind of in a very weird music discovery phase right now. My um, Spotify is all over the place. Um, Just 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 for references. Um, I have Marvin Gaye, this new death progressive metal band that I've started listening to, um, Queen, Queens of the Stone Age in Silk Sonic. That's kind of what, like, what's kind of what my mix of songs have been. So, um, I'm all, I'm all over the place right now and I'm just kind of just enjoying all of it at the same time. So you know
0: what mine is? What? (laughs) It's, uh, 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 Steely Dan. Uh, rush holder <laughs> and uh like uh the Michael k show okay so you're
1: just you're just 70s and 80s rock yeah uh, but no I'm all over Silly the place thing. with my music so I'm um, excited for that
0: but and uh, hollow notes
1: but yeah I'm very excited for <laughs> <laughs> no because like you all, all of those are like in the in the same quadrant of the of the great tree of music right Cool. Those, are, those are all very similar. Um,
0: so I saw you added me as a co-author on your latest piece, but you didn't put down my anonymous name because people don't know who I am.
1: No, it, it is Joseppe.
0: No, it's Giuseppe. Giuseppe. No, yeah. Giuseppe Stanberg. That's my anonymous oh. uh, anonymous name. Do you mean to change it? Yeah, Giuseppe Stanberg. Sten- Do you need to change it? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, it's too late.
1: Yes, Joe was credited. Joe did give some suggestions and some editing and some few quotes in there as well. So I did credit for Joe. Um, but Joe did not write the whole article. He just helped in the- I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. We'll be links, back. Uh, links, ma- links, na- in,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> links down below. Join the join the website. Free extra day of listening to the show. Uh, t-shirts. Liberty not Overdrive. Not
0: extra day. You get a day early.
1: Yeah. Day early. Um, everything will be down below. And uh, emails and stuff, and of course links to everything we talked about in the show. We'll see you guys on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. Peace uh, and the core. Cool. All right, goodbye. Tranquility base
0: <laughs> <Tranquility. laughs> here. The Eagle has landed. Rocket plane. Tranquility. We copied you on the ground. We got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.